but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey, welcome to Neurotica. This is Cody Ryan. We're here on a beautiful Saturday, probably arguably the best uh, weather day of the year. Um, I'm here with occasional co-host and producer Tony. How you doing? Very good, Cody. How are you? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this beautiful Saturday. Did you get out at all? No, I got out to, uh, I got on the train and I came here. I walked down three blocks and I made it to your house. And, you know, we should be podcasting outside. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you know, I really went for be. a nice little bike ride, yeah. and now on this beautiful day, we're spending it podcasting. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, as long as, you know, it's good. I don't have a life. I don't need to do things. If it's a failure of a podcast, I mean... Yeah, you good. came to the most beautiful city in America to podcast. Yeah. Nobody calls it the most beautiful city in America. No. Um, I'm not wearing any clothes. I am. Tony I'm, is. But I might be removing them periodically throughout the episode i'm wearing boxers tony came over i've been kind of a mess i went for a bike ride and i took a shower and i was making a panini and the cheese was overflowing out of the panini maker i hate that fucking panini maker this is bullshit um yeah so we're just like phoning in a little saturday episode here uh <laughs> tony reached out to me and he said uh, i'm a big old dumb butt and he said i want to record an episode about an embarrassing moment um i've got a couple things that i could talk about and it sounds like you said you haven't told anybody this story. Right? I haven't told anyone this story. Not even your um, girlfriend, right? No, I mean there are a few people. Well, people, sure, some people that know about it because they were there when it happened. Yeah, but I don't keep in touch with all these people. They might be, even be dead by now. Um, all of them, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, so well, so but, like you've been holding on to this. I've story. been holding on to this story for about ten years. So do you, would years. you say this is like your your deep dark like secret thing? <laughs> Like, that's the one thing that you just hold back from everybody? Yeah, I just don't really tell too many people about it. Okay, um, so I, yeah. I have some stories like that. I don't think I'm going to get into mine because mine are a little bit more traumatic. I'll tell some more of my silly ones. Um, but, yeah, I think for me, I'm a person who beats myself up a lot. Spoiler alert. Um, and when I think about those embarrassing moments, like, I can get really upset. Like, I think I – so I was the kid in elementary and, like, partially middle school was always crying. And I think, like, even now I could just make myself cry. I've made myself cry by thinking about my friend's deaths and, um, like, writing the list. This is actually really funny. My best friend, for years I've been writing his um, his wedding, like, speech, if I was the best man. My other best friend, perfect health, basically, you know, same standing as the other one. I've been writing his eulogy. I don't know why, <laughs> but I assume one of them's getting married and one of them's dying. You're just waiting for that motherfucker. Yeah, that. he's going to drop, and I'm like... It's fine. I can coast. I've already got it written. Um, but I'm getting off topic here. I digress. Um, so you you wanted to talk about this embarrassing story you never told before, and it, it's affected you mentally. That you, I mean, I don't know what the story is. It's we're doing another, uh, you know, traumatic episode like that. Tony's flipping the script here. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna kind of roll with it and see where we go. But you know, I just. I, I could see, even without hearing the story, how that could affect mentally because it's happened to me. Even the, the dumb, silly ones, I still go, you freaking idiot. 
And I com- com- constantly make mistakes where other people grow and, you know, figure shit out. My life's a joke and life's a garden, dig it. Um, so without further ado, Tony, let's hear about that time you got your dick stuck in an ice cream cone. No, I don't know what your story is. Tell me your story. It's actually very clo- uh, close to that. Um, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so we use, like, podcasts as, like, a medium to talk, like, you know, talk about the things that we go on with us, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't really keep too many secrets from each other. Um, the most part now, yeah. yeah. Um, and especially, like, in our, like, friend group, like, we pretty much tell each other a lot of shit that goes on within our lives. I tell too much stuff. That's been proven. Yeah. Um, so I guess in seventh grade, I guess that's a good way of leaning into it, is I did have a... I thought I had a friend group that I could tell things to. Sure. Um, I wouldn't even say if I, like I was like one of the popular kids. I think I was the unpopular kids that hung out with the popular kids back oh, yeah. in the seventh grade. You you were that guy, like yeah. you're the comic relief, I guess. Yeah. You're the you're the jester. You're that big big idiot. You're that guy nobody likes, but you just keep around. You're just that huge jerk. That big old dummy. That yeah. That lovely loser. Yeah. Anyway. Fucking ogre. You're like, hey, you guys, and you're like, look, this dipshit's coming over. Just like a big buffoon, just a guy that nobody wants to talk to, but at the same time, behind his back, you know, you can do one of those little voodoo dolls and just keep poking at his butthole and hope that he's like, oh, man, I got shit, and he goes to the bathroom and nothing comes out, and there's nothing more frustrating when you feel like you got shit, you go to the bathroom and nothing comes out. Let's talk about your story, Tony. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, when, um... Seventh grade, I had this group of friends. There's like four of them, and um, they were like the more popular kids than me. So what? Are, what are the like popular archetypes? Was like they had the girlfriends, or the they got all the girls. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, was about not. to say was the I thresh- was not. Yeah. The threshold of your middle school was you had a girlfriend. You were no, cool. No, I was not at all. Um, I never had a girlfriend at all in middle school. Actually, same. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you know my body's changing. I'm going through puberty. I'm uh. Currently, your body is changing going through puberty. No, during, you know, seventh grade. Okay, I was yeah. a little worried. Yeah. Um, I used to be a fat kid when I was younger, and I was kind of, like, growing out of it. But also, you know, stuff that was happening down there was down happening. Down where, Tony? Down there. Down where? My dick. Um, you don't need to be so explicit. <laughs> Are we allowed to curse on this? Dude, I said fuck, like, multiple times. Cool, fuck. You're the producer of this podcast. You don't even know people curse on it. Tony doesn't listen to, like, any of the episodes. We're doing it. That is so... <laughs> He's the producer. He put on his resume. He doesn't even know how to do a podcast I actually got a call back for that. We, um, like, spiked the mic so much because you don't even know what that means. You just know Red Lines is bad. Yeah, I was going to ask you about it. That's fine. Whatever. It's whatever. Um, I'll edit it out. Tony won't. So, <laughs> so um, we're, um, you know... Something happened to me that night in seventh grade. I won't say what it was, but it was a wet dream. Um, just, and but the thing is, I went to you know I told my friends about it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, um, has this ever happened to you guys that I had a wet dream? <laughs> and they were like, like you peed the bed? And I'm like, no, no, like everything was all sticky and like it wasn't piss. It was something else. And um. I think that we were kind of held back from sex ed as, like, um, 6th and 7th grade because they told us, like, you know, to, you know, abstinence and stuff like that, but they never told us anything more than that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what a wet dream was. Um, but I guess one person in our group knew what a wet dream was, 
he was the kid that was always ahead of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy who's like literally 17 in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he, um, he was like, dude, you had a wet dream. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, you basically nutted in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, is that a good thing? Or like, you know, he didn't really have an answer for me or anything. So, you know, we kind of just went about it. That day happened. And the next day, I had people come up to me at school and they were like, other people. This isn't even like my group of friends. But I had other people come so up to me. So just random people. Just random, pe- random like, people. Yeah, random senators. They wanted to hear about you sticking your dick in that ice cream cone. They wanted to hear about me spooging all over my shorts. <laughs> and <laughs> they were like, you had a wet dream? And I'm like, yeah. So? I'm like, is that... I didn't pee the bed or anything. <laughs> like that's the one thing I harped on. Was like I did not pee the bed when this happened. I did not pee the bed. As <laughs> yeah. he shrunk into a corn cob. <laughs> and um, that was the thing for about that whole week. I would say that probably happened on like a Tuesday. So the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that was like a thing where people were talking to me about my wet dream. And it kind of went around school and to the teachers, which is what <laughs> Tony had a wet dream. I, it was like I was the first one in my class to have a wet dream. The first one in the whole fucking state. <laughs> and um, wet dream epidemic in New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but it was one of those things where, like, even like my friends, when I wasn't talking about it to people, they would just be like, "Yo, you know, Tony had a wet dream right in front of me." To like the person I was talking to. Even to, like, girls, where I was just, like, talking to them about, like, classwork, whatever. They'd be like, oh, what's up, Mr. Wet Dream? <laughs> it was really fucking damaging. Because, like, I figured that if I was the kid that wasn't the one that was having the wet dream, I'd probably still do the same thing. If it yeah. were, like, in the reverse roles with, like, one of my other friends. Seventh graders are little pieces of shit. We're all fucking shit. shitheads, but... The worst people Nightmares. Before. Yeah. And... I, like, I remember, like, one time we were actually at, like, a school dance, and it was that, say, like, it was a, um, if that happened on, like, a Tuesday, it was that Friday that we had school dances, and, like, we'd all, like, hang out, like, at a table at the school dance and just talk and, like, make jokes and shit, and they were, like, upperclassmen, they were, like, eighth graders and ninth graders, and they were telling them about, like, my wet dream, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was, like, before I even got to high school, like, I was known as the kid that had wet dreams, and it was only once. But um, but J Cole wrote a song about you. Did they? Yeah, he's got a song called Wet Dreams. Is it about wet dreams though? No, no. I was gonna say. No, I you're still the fucking weirdo. Yeah, I have no idea what J Cole does. Um, he probably has wet dreams though. That's not getting the J Cole debate because I fall on the side that's apparently wrong. Um, okay, so that's hilarious. It is hilarious. I'm gonna tell my friends now. What we have the podcast. I guess I just spam the shit out of that. <laughs> um. You walked in and you were like, I don't know if this is mental health. You literally, like, are cringing at your own story right but now. But I'm not even done yet. That's the fucked oh, up God. That's the fucked up part. Um, so about a month passes and I'm not really, like, it kind of just, you know, people forget about it happening. And um, we're uh, at one of those, like, school chorus concerts for Christmas. That we're all, It's, like, all a mandatory thing that we all kind of have to go to. And it really sucks. Um, I basically don't even want to be there in the first place. And the song comes on, um, White Christmas. Oh. And the, you know, crowd's singing and like the lyrics are always go, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And someone stands up from their chair and says, yo, it's Tony. And everyone (laughs) looks at me. (laughs) 
and for the whole song, everyone's looking and laughing at me, and it's the most embarrassing fucking moment of my life. That's like, great comedic timing, though. <laughs> like, you know how I get, like, red whenever, like, I yeah. get maybe a little embarrassed or whatever? Yeah. But my face was full-out flushed red. Like, I kind of hid my head in the shirt. I kind of, like, laughed along with this, like, you know, make it look like I wasn't embarrassed, but I was cringing inside. It, it sucked. It was the Were worst. Were parents at this thing? No, no. This was, like, during school. Okay, hours. I didn't know if it was, like, because I know sometimes, like, elementary middle school, we do this thing of, like, it's, like, the fall chorus thing, and, like, yeah. all the parents would come to the Christmas show and stuff. But no, they would do one during the days for, like, the students, and then at nighttime they would do, Wait, like, another like one. Like, club or something? No, it was just for all the students. They, we all had to go and fucking suffer. Who's singing the chorus? I'm confused about this. Sorry, the digress. But what the hell is this? About? It's like a corral. Like it, it's like a group in school. Like they all have their shows. So, like you're just an audience member. I'm just an audience member. They, and other they, people are just singing chorus at you yeah, during Christmas. Yeah, it's like a, like assembly kind of pep okay. rally. Yeah. No wonder your school like it's freaks tough. out about wet dreams. You're all yeah. in the fucking like 1700s. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Well, yeah, that's pretty much all of it. Um, I didn't go to the Corral show the next year because I didn't want it to happen again. I kind of just stayed home from school and played hooky and fake stick. What would you say is the last time somebody brought it up? Like, what grade? Because you said it wouldn't even when you were in high school. It was already kind of set. Um, Actually, probably like... Probably eighth grade was the last time anyone really brought it up. Because I think by that point, everyone else probably had a wet dream at that point. Yeah. Or at least, All the kids started having sex. At least they knew what a wet dream was. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, that's the thing. If they had sex, they'd know it's, like, not a big deal. It's whatever. But um, I was the first kid to bring it on to them. Yeah, you were the first kid to bring your wet dream on to everybody. Yeah. Larry skidded it on them. Wow. So that's... That's a lot to take in. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just get my story out there. My one of two, but I, I might just tell the one. And we can just try to decide um, who's the bigger dork or something. Uh, so my story, uh, I'll level set it with this. That I used to make this joke that there's no good pictures of me in the world. And sometimes I'd even say there's no pictures of me. And it's just always been the case that I've never taken good pictures at all. And I couldn't figure out like how to do that. Like, you know, you're dating somebody and a lot of times like they'll want to take pictures. Like this guy is like guys don't even really want to take pictures. I hate taking pictures. Yeah. So... Throughout the years, though, I just, like, was so, like, avoiding it that I didn't even... I couldn't smile when I was on camera because I was just, like, I'd make, like, a weird face. I remember my friends made a Facebook for me. That profile picture is still up there, so if you're friends with me on Facebook, go to my last profile picture. I just look awful. I'm, like, as skinny as can be. I mean, I'm a skinny guy, but, like, literally I weigh, like, 80 pounds. Tony's actually pulling it up right now. Am I actually allowed to uh, post it onto a like, a Twitter page? Yeah, sure. I don't care. Cool. Um, So, like... That was, like, the thing, like, that said it for me. And then I remember I had this girlfriend, and we didn't really have any pictures together, and I hated my profile picture. I was like, oh, let's do, like, you know, some pictures together. Had this one party, and, yep, that's that's the picture. <laughs> we had this one party, and, like, somebody did, like, post the pictures from it, and literally not a single one was good. Like, my my face or her face was always screwed up. My armpits were full of sweat. Because I still hadn't found like a good antiperspirant for me, because I was still kind of like, you know, it was high school, I was still growing. She's making faces like her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. Like that didn't work. Then we had like a birthday or a graduation party for me, 
she's about to leave. I'm like, oh, we didn't take any pictures. So we get my friend's mom to take some pictures of us. They came out all right. And then later she's like, yeah, my dad yelled at me right before we took those pictures. So that's why I wasn't really into them. I was like, ah, shit, you didn't tell me. So I've avoided pictures. And like for years I've had these girlfriends like, let's take pictures. And I would be like, no, I don't want to take pictures. Other people like, I don't take pictures. I've just never been photogenic and I could never figure out why do I hate this so much other than just being like a guy who doesn't give a shit. Then it clicked in my head something that happened to me when I was like four years old, maybe even three. My dad loved taking pictures when we were growing up. He loved NASCAR. So we have too many pictures of his fucking truck with a piece of like plywood on top so we'd stand on it or whatever and pictures of NASCARs and stuff. But he loved taking these pictures. He'd take pictures, you know, at the beach when we're, you know, the dog. Well, one day he basically wanted to just take me to the park and do a photo shoot. I have no clue why. It's just kind of bizarre. So he's taking pictures of me on the swings, me on the, like the monkey bars, and it's like a, a fall day. It's a little cool. People aren't even really there. It's just us taking pictures. Just something for like him to remember by. Yeah, and it yeah. might even just been like during the week where like maybe I had like a break or a day off or something. And he's taking all these pictures, and um, he wants to do one more, and this is like his shining moment. This is his like his like crowning achievement shot he he's like go on top of the slide i'll get a picture of you sliding down and i i think i've seen this picture in at least somebody's home in my family this picture still exists it's a good picture the background of it is not great so i'm at the top of the slide and he's like okay come on down i go i don't i don't want to i'm this is my first time ever resisting a picture all day i was like yeah whatever take your pictures and he's like, come on, come down the slide. And he's getting a little angry with me. He's like, come on, Cody, like, come down the slide. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Eventually, I do it. I go down the slide. He gets this great picture. Um, the reason I did not want to go to that slide, I shit my pants right before I went down the slide. <laughs> so not only had I shit my pants, there's a picture of me smearing all that shit across my butt because I'm going down a slide. Oh, no. And I'm smiling for it. And I never thought of it is anything but like literally that became like a metaphor for my life like <laughs> trying to appease uh, like appease people while i literally have a pants full of shit embarrassing yourself yeah, yeah like and that's fine and all but you know i don't want to take pictures because it, it just brings me back to i guess an uncomfortable place i don't know if that's just a leap or not but they got worse like it's not just like i shit my pants and smeared it all over myself my dad's like we were near my aunt and uncle's place he's like oh my god he's like getting mad at me Go to my aunt and uncle's. He's like, okay, take off your pants. And I'm like three or four, so it's not like an indecent exposure area or anything like that. But, I, I, you know, I had like the underoos or whatever they were at the time. Um, take those off. He decides the way he's going to clean this is he goes to my aunt and uncle's hose and just starts hosing off my pants <laughs> and my underwear. I'm like, you know, bottomless in the fall it's like 60 degrees. I'm shivering my nards off that don't even aren't developed yet. <laughs> And I'm just, like, crying. like, And he's getting mad at me. And I'm just like, I had to go. And I pooped. And kids poop their pants. But, like, you're the one who made me go down the slide. Did you poop your pants at, like, the top of the slide? And No, I already, like, I I think I, I had felt it. And then I pooped. And then he's like, get on top of the slide. And I'm like, I, or maybe it was at the top of the slide. The point is, it's just, like, I knew as soon as this picture was, like, set up i was like this is not a good idea i don't want to do this was this like you being nervous like about going down the slide or was it just no i think it was just like i was still in that age where i wasn't like the bathroom developing yeah i wasn't fully i think it was three years old i wasn't like fully potty trained um 
I mean, for the most part, I was, but there were still accidents. Like I still shit myself now. Yeah, which yeah. is so bizarre, Tony. I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but like, it was like it was excusable for a child, but just the perfect storm of this is going to be the. I think you know, honestly, this might be my first memory too, which is just a horrible start. And I'm just like, that sounds about right. This is the start to Cody Ryan's life. He shit his pants, and he could have just cleaned it up. No, he smeared it all himself and made it worse. And that's just a metaphor for who I am. Making people, try to make people feel better, and then making them angrier as I smear shit all over myself. I think your first memory is always, like, the worst memory you have. Or, like, probably, like, the most guilt-driven memory. Probably. You think about. Like, your brain just kicks in right there. It's just like, oh, yeah. you're gonna need this later. Yeah. Which is horrible. So... I guess your story is a lot more public, so I think yours is more embarrassing. And I've, I've been willing to tell my story out loud to other people. And I've even, like, tried to write it into a stand-up joke. But, like, I I had that moment again recently, like, the, the girl I was dating. Like, she was like, let's take pictures. And I was like, I don't like taking pictures. And it clicked. I was like, I only like taking pictures because I shit myself once and smeared it all over myself. I gotta stop saying that phrase. It doesn't feel great to say that phrase out loud. But that you shit yourself and smeared it all over? Yeah, Tony. It's it's that's the phrase I don't want to say that I shit myself and I smeared it all over. But yeah, so at least I didn't like jizz in my pants while I was sleeping. Yeah. And then everybody at Christmas, like their what holiday present to you was serenading you with a white Christmas. Oh. I never want to go back to those fucking middle school years. I think the middle school years are my worst. I probably have more embarrassing stories than I realize. Um but the one thing that always makes me feel better, and I mentioned this before the podcast, is somebody I knew um, shit his pants during gym class, and everybody could smell it, apparently. I wasn't in this class, so I just heard the story so many times. Everybody could smell it, and he's like, just didn't want to go outside, and it was kind of the tell that he was the one, and like apparently like fell out his pants, and, and I was like, phew, like, at least I wasn't that guy. Like, that's, because in middle school, I'd say I was like bottom five kid in middle school in terms uh-huh. of popularity, but like, at least I wasn't a kid who shit his pants during gym class yeah there were like times where with me and gym that i would just forget to wear my underwear to school what <laughs> this happened a lot during seventh and eighth grade i just would forget to wear underwear and <laughs> you know we would have to get changed in locker rooms and stuff and i'd just be like oh fuck not again so i would like have to fake a headache like every single time to get out of doing gym and it wasn't because i was like afraid to do gym or whatever it's just i just didn't want to take off my pants in the locker room and have no underwear at all what the fuck, Tony? <laughs> that that explains so much of who you are. You just wear shorts all the time. Yeah. What is this related to your not underwear thing? Is it just comfort or? Well, no, because um, I I mean, I my parents would like make me like wear pants when I was younger. Now so they're just repelling. N- yeah. Now they well, so like maybe. You fascinate me. I just want you on this podcast all the time. You're the you're the observational part of neurotica because you don't. Like, even though you've got some, like, embarrassing stories and stuff, and you came on and talked about the dogs, like, you don't seem traumatized. Obviously, you have some, some mental health stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about that, and we've talked about it in private. We've talked about it in public. Um, but you, you seem to take most things in stride, but you're just fascinating. You just don't wear underwear in middle school. I wear underwear now. Yeah, you wear underwear now, but yeah. you only wear shorts, like basketball shorts. Like, is there any temperature where you wouldn't wear basketball shorts? Um, I mean, I didn't, like, wear basketball shirts like, an Eagles game last year that I went to. 
You didn't? No, it was like in December. I wore pants. Okay. I what kind of pants? Like sweatpants or work pants are the only pants wore, I own. You so you wear? What do you have? One pair of work pants or like two? I did only have one pair of work oh pants. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. But I wash them every day. I don't know which story is more embarrassing. You just like can't figure out how to wear <laughs> pants, or I just don't like wearing them. pants. Were you wearing pants when you jizzed? Did you probably come right sh- under the blanket? No, probably shorts. I uh I don't like wear any, anything else besides shorts to bed. But in seventh grade too. Yeah, yeah. Were you wearing underwear at the time? No, I don't wear underwear to bed. So you just jizz right in some shorts. Just in shorts. Yep. Did you keep the shorts? To be honest, I can't tell you. I don't I remember. I'm sure you did. I mean, really, I probably, you sh- wa- I probably washed. I did, you know what? I never even told my parents about it. So I, I probably just like threw them in the hamper and got them washed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. if I threw out every pair of clothing I jizzed on, I'd have to get a new wardrobe every week, so. <laughs> um, but, like, that that is, that is like, quintessential middle school sucks kind of story. Yeah. Because literally every child is a little devil. It's like, have you watched Big Mouth yet? No. The TV I, show? No. It's um, it's like pretty much like you know, it's a middle schooler show. That sounds dramatic. I don't want to watch. And they're all going through like body changes, and they each have like their little like horny devil or sex devil, I think they call it, or no, puberty demon, something like that. That like it's always in the back of their head, and like the one kid's like always like trying to resist getting a boner, and he's like speaking into like the kid's ear, and it's just like, oh, don't get that boner. Don't get that that boner. I mean, that is the. That's middle school. Okay, so I I have a jump ahead story. I I can tell my second one. Okay. This is the story of how literally this girl gave me every single sign that she wanted to have sex with me and I still fucked up. And I'm going to preface it with that because I think it's a little bit cringier when you know what the the end goal is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I'd met this girl at the beginning of like, I want to say junior year of college. Um, and as soon as I met her, I kind of tell that she, like, liked me as a person. I thought, you know, just friendship. And we had some fun moments together or whatever. But it wasn't like, I was like, oh, this girl likes me. I like her. Let's, you know, make something happen. But then, like, um, I ran into her once and I was like, I, th- I think she actually likes me. Like, I have a feeling. Like, she talked to me a little bit longer than I expected. Just somebody I, like, sort of know. And, you know, maybe I was making a leap. But then she invited me to her, um, birthday party. And I didn't know her well enough to really be invited to a birthday party. So that was, like, for me, like... Okay, this means something. And we were still in our 20s, so, or 1920. Um, so the dinner was at California Pizza Kitchen, you know, real fancy shit for us college kids. Yeah. And we go and we like get a pasta and shit. And then um, the idea is we we're going to go to the dorms after and drink, which, yeah. Freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. It's not freshman year, it's junior. It's junior year. Yeah. I thought you said freshman year. I'm sorry. No, nah, we're still, we still can't go to the bars and stuff. Okay. Maybe it was sophomore or junior. I, I think it was sophomore, actually. But you had to get people by for your one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had some liquor. And, um, like, she specifically comes up to me and my friend Dave, who was also invited, and it kind of, like, was felt like he was probably meant a little bit more that he was invited. Like, uh, he probably had a better reason to get invited, but still, it was kind of odd that he was. So it was like, we're like, okay, we got invited because we're cool guys or something. That's what we thought. And she comes up to us specifically and says, hey, you guys are hanging out afterwards. We're drinking. Like, and we're like, yeah. So... We go, and we're drinking, we're having a good time, and it's this girl's birthday, so she is smashed. And I'm like, alright, this is... Like, she's so drunk that she's unhooking her one friend's bra, because she thinks it's funny. Um, she, she... And that's the important part of the story. She's unhooking this bra, but she comes up to us, 
And um, somehow the conversation of hair being pulled gets into the conversation. And she goes, ooh, I like that actually during sex. And she says, turns to me, my friend Dave, and goes, like, you forget that. And then she goes, well, Cody, you remember that. And it's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but this girl's like tanked. It's her birthday. So I like in my head the whole time, like, She's too drunk, though. You, you don't want to do anything. Yeah, it doesn't. It yeah. literally doesn't matter what she says, because she's like falling on the floor, unhooking this girl's bra, and then people start filtering out, and I'm still just sticking around because I still like her. I, I know I'm not going to take advantage of her, but I like her, and I'm hanging around, and I'm doing that thing where I'm just like being a pussy, not making a move or anything like that. And it's me and this other guy that is very clearly drunk and trying to get with her, and my friend comes back, and she's like. Oh, yeah, I came back to get this thing and walk my other friend home. Um, and she kind of, like, heralds the other drunk guy out of the apartment and goes, it's like, all right, I'm heading out. I'm like, oh, I'll come with you. And she goes, you're not staying? And I was like, you're right. I am staying. Like, it was like a tip to me, like, Cody, like, stay, idiot. Uh-huh. So I stay, and this girl's still pretty drunk, but we sit on the floor, and we just start talking. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody's outside arguing about moving or something. I don't care. I'll filter it out. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, anyway, like, we're sitting on the floor talking. And I'm just enjoying this conversation. Like, I feel this connection with her. Like, I feel, that, like, that spark. And um, so I talk to her, and we get on the subject of her unhooking her friend's bra. And she goes, yeah, my mom taught me how to unhook a bra with one hand. And I was like, I can do that. She's like, oh, can you? Prove it. So I unhook her bra. Still don't make a move. At this point, she's actually sobered up enough that I clearly could have. But take off her bra. She takes it off from under her shirt, but her shirt's still on. And I'm literally just delaying. I'm just like, I need to make a move, but I'm too afraid to. Like, I just, I was at a point in my life where, like, I really was too chicken shit to ever make a move. I was too worried that, like, I was too aggressive or anything, so I didn't do anything at all. I was just afraid of women, mostly. And she's like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'm like, fuck. And she's like, can you, like, uh, tuck me in? And I go to tuck her in, and I go to lean in for the kiss. It's very clear that she still doesn't want me to leave. I go and lean for a kiss. She's leaning in, too. Door opens. Roommate walks in. And her and her roommate are not getting along. Uh-huh. And it just stops. And her roommate walks in the room and just, like, looks at us. And I'm just, like, over the bed, but we're not quite kissing yet. And I was just like, Fuck. I'm like, I, I fucked it up. I missed my window. I go to the bathroom, but I go to say bye. And I just decide to kiss her. And I kiss her and I feel that spark. I'm like, shit. Like, you know that, like, very fairy tale, like, you kiss a girl and you feel the spark? Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it. And I left. And I, like, I was, like, kind of floating. And we had this, like, there was these things called the towers at our school. And we had two of them. And there was a little underground path. And I'm in this underground path by myself. But I'm, like, dancing. I'm floating on air. Like a Hollywood movie, like, after you get your first kiss. Yeah, and it just felt great. And I get back to my dorm. I go to sleep. I wake up the next day and go, oh, fuck, what have I done? Like, I just realized what I've done. And, like, tried to make things work with a girl. And it just never happened. So we kind of fall out for a bit. Well, like, um, we, I, I date this other girl. Things didn't really work out. And this girl hangs, like, says, hey, we haven't hung out in a while. Let's hang out. And she takes me on our RA duty. And RA duty is literally just you walk the halls. And we catch up. She's making fun of me for dating that girl because she knew her. And was like, shit, she always took guys back to her place. And I was like, well, she was a virgin. <laughs> like, at the time, she's like, you mean to tell me she took all these guys back to her place and didn't have sex with them? I was like, I guess so. I don't know. Like, and we're just catching up. And it's going really well. And I'm, like, thinking, 
maybe I'll make a move here, but it's just very clear, like, okay, we're just friends, like, there's nothing here, really, um, and she's like, yeah, I'm doing RA duty again Wednesday, if you want to hang out again, and I was like, sure, but I was just like, okay, I'm cool with this friendship, I got this new internship, I'm just gonna focus on that, don't even follow up on the Wednesday thing, and then another moment, she, like, kind of answers my life, and I'm texting her, and, um, she, like, is really drunk, and she's just, like, basically making fun of me, and I'm just like, what, I, like, she's like, you just been too, like, scared, and I'm like, well, let's go on a date, and she was just like, you missed your chance back at that Wednesday RA thing that I could have went to. Like, that was apparently my, like, second window closed. And I was just like, she's just making fun of me. I found out later that she was telling everybody who she was with that I was texting her and everything I was saying. And uh, she texted me, like, a day or two later. It was like, I'm so sorry. I was really drunk. But um, I'm kind of dating someone now. And I was just, it was just this complete mess. Like, I would invite her things she would flake. And it was just like, as a guy in college, I, it was so shallow, but I was just like, it was guaranteed sex that I missed. So like, uh-huh. it felt like literally like my business closed down or something like that. Devastating. <laughs> like I got kicked out of college. Now I realize like that's not a big deal. And I kind of glad that I erred on the side of caution because she was really drunk and like, it just didn't work out. It's just awkward. And I was still learning and didn't really like figure it out. But man, like. I didn't even really – I felt so alone until one time I was reading um, an article on Cracked and the, the writer was talking about he had a girl over one time. And he was like five times in my life I was completely oblivious. And uh, he had a girl over one time and she suggested they watch porn and they end up just watching porn all night because he never got the signal and he never had sex with that girl. And it's just like one of those things like it was embarrassing for me even though I don't know how many people know. But like it was just so embarrassing to just like – I felt like I wasn't a man when it happened. I feel like we all have those stories, though. Yeah, but those are the ones that just, like, you idiot. Like, I think those are the ones that hurt the most personally. Like, somebody wanted you, and you just, like, it went over your head, and then it's gone. Like, I was, um, I have a story. Um, it's not really embarrassing or anything. Um, I, I'm a film major, so I watch movies a lot. And, um, at the time, we had, I was living in college with my one roommate. And his girlfriend used to stay over all the time. And he would just kind of keep her in the dorms while he studied all the time. He's what? You mean he locked her in the dorms while he studied? Yeah. Just kept her in a dungeon. Yeah. Well, she just stayed there because she hated her roommates. No, I get that. Um, so we would just always hang out and like watch movies and shit. And one time I was watching this one movie. It's called um, Blue is the Warmest Color. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I've actually been meaning to watch that. I know what it's about, and I think I know where this is going. Yes. There's um a ten minute. There's a couple very long lesbian scenes. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, I I heard it's like an emotionally pulling movie. It's not like you're yeah. watching like a softcore porno. Like it's actually like no. considered. It's it's French, right? Or it's yeah. another. Con- it's like yeah, another. It it's French. a foreign film. But if you haven't, like, I will give Tony the benefit. It's a great movie. Here. It's apparently like it's like a, it's a masterpiece of a movie. Like I would Google. I used to get. I got really into yeah. indie movies for a while. I Google like best indie movies on Netflix, and this one came up on like every list that it ever was. So it's considered like an amazing movie. Yeah. Um. But I know where this is going. Yeah. So I'm watching the movie. Um, I'm watching it on my iPad because I didn't really have like a TV in my room at that point. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, what you watching? She like you always used to watch How I Met Your Mother and stuff like while she was in the room with me. And off of like her laptop or iPad. And I told her, I'm like, I'm watching this movie. She's like, oh, like I'll watch it with you. So I kind of have it set up to like where it's like kind of flipped to where we could both watch it off a small screen. Yeah. And um, I know what's coming up just because I know what the movie is about. And, yeah. Um, 
she's watching it with me and she says, Oh, this, uh, you know, something going on here, obviously. Yeah. And, um, it's one of those big lesbian moments. And she goes on, she's like, Oh, like, this actually looks pretty fun. Like, I'd be interested in doing some of this. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And like, Yeah, me too. <laughs> and like, she's like, Oh, I'm getting a little all hot and bothered right now. And I'm like, I don't put it in my head that it's like my roommate's girlfriend and that like, she's um just like watching this movie with me but she's like she, i think she's like one like stroke away from like touching herself <laughs> and, <laughs> tony i don't want it and this i'm just crazy. like okay i uh i acted like my girlfriend texted me and i was like oh shit my girlfriend's here i gotta go <laughs> and, like i turned it off and left like I think we all kind of have like this awkward situation yeah. that we just don't really like really want to put ourselves but into. You reminded me of my truly most embarrassing story, and I'm going to tell it now. I think maybe I think all these embarrassing stories I told on my old podcast, but this one, no matter how many times I tell it, it's so cringeworthy, and everybody who hears it just like, how could you be this stupid? So we go back to those middle school days. And yeah, this is it's really going to hammer home that I'm legitimately the dumbest person in the world. Mm-hmm. If you knew me in middle school, I was the kid who discovered porn. Come over to my place. I was I like in the summers, I stayed up till five in the morning, downloaded off LimeWire. And you have to understand LimeWire, like it would slowly download and you could watch a preview, but you didn't watch the whole video. And a lot of times you didn't know what you were getting. Yeah. Sometimes you had to be careful because you might get you something. You get viruses labeled, or Or you might get labeled something labeled one thing and then it's like not what you expect and you might be on an FBI watch list. So yeah. but you, you would like download these videos and it'd be like the sites like like browsers, like that's a big site. You could get videos of theirs full length, um, and whatever quality that's best at the time. Um, so I'd watch those, and I download pictures because LimeWire had pictures and videos. I download all these pictures. My friends come over and look at the pictures. Like just, you know, that's kind of like a just growing boy thing. Like it's so, you know an allegory of you know the kids that sneak the Playboys. Like it was the the modern age. The porn's on the internet. Yeah. This is before we knew that porn, like, you could just Google, like, porn and It'll just find come it. up, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was big on LimeWire. I, I stayed up till 5 in the morning. And it was just me. Like, I'd stay up till 5 in the morning and play video games. And I'd just wake up at, like, noon. Like, that was just me in the summer. Like, my bedtime just drifted, drifted, drifted. I remember, like, always watching Comedy Central and always, like, watching, like, The Man Show or South Park. Yeah, and, like, all that. Like, the girls going wild. Yeah, the uncensored at 1 in the morning. It was, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, the underground stuff. So, but then... I like my bed was upstairs and I was just thinking to myself like man I, I wish I could watch this in the bedroom so we didn't have a laptop we had a clunky you know big computer big this monitor it's like oh man I wish I could have some of this stuff upstairs so I picked some of my favorite pictures and I started printing that we had an old printer really slow it's the one that goes like it literally takes it's so loud that it can wake up your old house too yeah but my dad wasn't around it takes 10 minutes to print every one of these pictures I'm like alright I'm gonna let it go my dad's not gonna be back for a while I like take a nap or something or go play video games and I just forget about it. And then I'm like, oh shit, I forgot that picture's awesome. And my dad could never use a computer for his life. There's no reason why he would go in there. Well, maybe he just heard all the sounds. But I went and checked and nothing was there. And I went to school the next day. I told my friends. And I was convinced I just dreamed the whole sequence. Because like I stayed up real late. And like my I'd have these vivid dreams anyway. So I was like, oh, like I never even printed those pictures. I just dreamed this. Like... There was never any pictures to begin with. So I go for that for a bit, whatever, whatever. And we're having dinner one night, and I don't know how, but my dad just brings it up like, yeah, like all those pictures you printed? 
And I go, what? And uh, he's like, yeah, I found those pictures. And at first I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a virus in the computer, but he's not buying he's not it. He's not believing it, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, some of that shit was like very like explicit. So like I'm on the spot. I got to come up with an excuse. I got to say something like, you know, I was just curious or like a friend sent it to me. Like, this is my moment to make my excuse to just mitigate the error. And this is what I went with. Uh, I'm addicted to porn. And then he said, no, you're not. And I said, no, I'm not. And then he kind of just like had one of those dad moments of like, yeah, like I get it. We looked at pictures of kids and like my friend kind of told me that. And I was like, some of this stuff was kind of gross though, Cody. Like just be careful and be healthier with it. And we didn't really talk about it again. It's so embarrassing. But like eating dinner with my dad and my go-to excuse was I'm addicted to porn. And then he's just like, no, you're not. And I'm like, oh, you're right. But I, I probably was. And that's like, I told that story to one of my exes and she was just like, why the hell would you tell him you're addicted to porn, you idiot? And I'm like, I thought it would work. I thought if I blamed it on disease, like maybe I get out of it that way. Like, it makes no sense. And that is definitely my most embarrassing story because it doesn't matter how many people are around sitting at dinner with your dad. Is he like, it's like talk to you about the pictures you printed out with the women like spreading their vaginas is kind of enough. Yeah. 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 That's uh. has your dad ever like caught you or anyone ever caught you like cranking it or looking at porn? Um, to a degree, like it was like, I was able to cover up quickly enough. Like uh-huh. nobody saw the act. Um, but my one roommate in college, he had already moved out of the dorm for the semester and he went and got his key and I didn't know that to come back in and grab one thing and me and my girlfriend were having sex. So, and my, actually there was even worse one time I was going down on my girlfriend in my apartment. My dad walked into my room and I said, get out. But my dad has really bad eyesight and he didn't even process what was happening. So until like I came out and was like, um, did you see anything? He goes, see what? I'm like. Why do you understand why I just told you to come out? And then my girlfriend obviously walks out of the room and we go watch a movie and stuff. And then I remember like the time I got blue balled from it and I was like, damn it. Like, uh-huh. and I was like, do you want to have sex in your car? She's like, no, idiot. Like, <laughs> you know, just be like a horny teenager, just like dumbass. Like, but yeah, there's a lot of embarrassing moments in my life. Like, I didn't have my first kiss till I was 17 and then like I lost my virginity a month later. I was probably close to that actually. Yeah. And then um. I like had sex with another girl like two months later so like my friends were like oh cody's never had a kiss and then they're like cody's jesus a hoe. christ cody like <laughs> and i don't know i that's probably why i'm just like i feel weird about sex these days i don't know and like being a teenage boy and i've said this multiple times and i guess we're gonna get a little serious here like sex ed needs to be teached earlier like obviously you had an embarrassing moment from it but like going through everything that i went through like guys just are not taught about consent like i didn't know what consent was till college like there's a little bit of you know good touch bad touch and a little bit of like it's your body but like i didn't even understand like i knew what consent was but i didn't understand like the entire concept till college when they said it that's way too late yeah and i'm sure every guy that i know like has moments where they look back now where they weren't necessarily like sexual assault they wouldn't be me too but they were just like dumb college guys who were just like hitting on a girl a little too hard and that shit sucks to look back on now, and that's why, like, I'm an advocate for now. Like, teach the, the fucking boys. Like, I don't even care if you teach get them the girls to sex Teach ed. them young. Yeah, teach yeah. the boys, like, at fucking five that you need to not touch people. 
Cause and like if they start touching people young, that's what fucks them up for life too. Yeah. So sorry to get on my little soapbox there, but we're talking embarrassing moments and like like because even me as a college kid, like not having sex with a girl, like of course I didn't do anything like you know sexual assault, but I cared so much about it. You shouldn't care about sex that much. You shouldn't think like not having sex with one girl. And I told it's an embarrassing story now, but like back then it was devastating, and it shouldn't be that. You shouldn't put that on a pedestal so much. Put the pussy on a pedestal is a quote forty old version, but like that's how most guys are when they were young. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's another aspect of the mental health of kind of the stuff we talked about. But Tony um, now puts tape over his penis before he goes to bed every night. Um, just really, yeah, yeah. He just he just makes no sure the hoses off. Yeah, um, it's like ripping off a bandaid in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. you got any other shitty things you want to throw out there? No, no, I don't think I, I haven't really like. I, after that whole thing, I kind of try to steer away from the most embarrassing stories I can ever come up with for myself. Um, I feel like I'm always going to put myself in situations that aren't necessarily embarrassing, but like are hard to get out of. You can just follow me around, and I will 100% do way more embarrassing things that I talked about here. I imagine like that at like my birthday party this weekend, you'll just go up to all the girls and just be like, do you know Tony had a wet dream when he was 7th grade? <laughs> and... Yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. just keep telling that to your girlfriend specifically. Like, she's she's going to listen. I can't believe you date this guy. Like, she actually does listen to the podcast, believe it or not. Did she listen to herself on the, the No, she listened to the Justin one recently. Okay. She told me about it. That went really well. Yeah. But she liked it a lot. Which one? Justin? Justin? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think she should listen because she sounded ridiculous. Just talk about all those kids she wanted. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't advocate for any of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. kids are bad. Yeah. All right, well, I think uh, we talked a lot about embarrassing stories. I don't think we learned anything. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering <laughs> mental health, how that relates, just meet any one of us and see how fucked up we are. I mean, this podcast alone is probably proof of those moments. Um, how damaged we are. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I need to belabor the point. Like, we're just, like, complete dipshits. Yeah. Um. So on that note, let's go enjoy our Saturdays. What do you got to plug, Tony? What do you got? Um, you can follow it, me, Tony, on Twitter, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can oh. follow me at Codran. You can follow at Neurotic of the Pod. I didn't even say that Englishly. Yeah. Neurotic of the Pod, not yeah. the other Neurotica. No, you can also follow my new account that I'm working on uh, at Captions GIF. I don't know. They assigned me an at, and then I couldn't change it. I don't know. Just, you know, relatable gifts for life. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I think, you know, we're churning out podcasts. We're working on some other things, but Tony keeps, like, trying to get paid for labor or something, so that keeps delaying it. Yeah, yeah. He's apparently, he plays fullback now or something. I don't know what the hell you're doing. I really wish I could, like, kind of play football sometimes. I don't want to talk about football right now with you. You son of a bitch. Oh, wait. I got one more embarrassing story. Oh and it does tie, After we did plugs. It does tie into football. Um, So I was... I told you I was like, you know, kind of like out of shape going up. And I was in fourth grade and I signed up to play football for like the local teams. And I didn't even make it past like the practice stages before like the games. Oh, neither started. did I. I have the exact same story. But um, the one time I was playing... My parents would come to the practices and stuff, and they would just hang out. It was at the rec center at my yeah. uh, in my neighborhood, and um, they made us like run like laps around the track. Yeah, and I don't know what happened. I felt like I was having like an asthma attack, and 
I never, I don't even have asthma. Yeah. To like where I thought I was, at. it was probably just a panic attack. Yeah. But I had trouble breathing. I kind of stopped and I was like, I, I was out of it. I couldn't do it anymore. And um, my parents always make fun of me now for it about how I had an asthma attack and how like shitty I was as a kid. Like how, <laughs> <laughs> like how out of shape and how. No, I have the same story. Yeah. Like fourth grade, I, I probably fourth grade, I signed up for um like pee wee football, uh-huh. and I was clearly the most online athletic kid. They put me on defensive end, and I loved football. They put me on defensive end. We were in practice like scrimmaging, and my um tackle pulled. Literally, I have a free run to the um quarterback. I just stood up and put my hands up. Like I thought I was supposed to be blocked by this dude. I got confused. Um, and then like, I ended up quitting before the first like real game. Cause I was like freaking out. It's like preseason or whatever. And, um, I did it again, freshman year of high school. I signed up, but then I actually had these like serious sinus issues that I'm getting surgery on. And I didn't know at the time, but I really couldn't breathe, even though I was a little bit just lankier and a little bit more athletic then. Uh-huh. Um, and both had two different funny outcomes. The first, when it was peewee. I wrote an essay for school that I kept with it. It was basically fiction, and my dad was so proud of me. And I won an essay contest, and they put it on the wall. (laughs) And then, two, the second one, this one guy that I knew from elementary school, um, we used to play football, like, in, you know, during recess, and one time I, like, juked him out. And he he claimed at elementary school that he decked me, but I, like, saw him at the practice. Like, hey, man, we went to elementary school together, and you didn't really seem to recognize me. Um, But then I had to quit because I just couldn't breathe. So he hated me for the rest of high school and, like, tried to bully me, but it didn't even really work. Like, even some of, like, his friends and the cooler kids were, like, kind of on my side. And every time we would, like, do sports in, like, a class where it's, like, you have to pass to a girl. He's, like, I already passed Cody. And it's just, like, everybody's just, like, what? Good one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. One time he tried to slap shot a ball into me, like, during uh, floor hockey, but the balls are, like, literally, like, literally the softest things ever. It was just so stupid. I know one kid tried... I used to play hockey when I was younger, and um, I remember like we were playing floor hockey, and the kid tried. Um, he was at face off with me, and someone tried dropping the ball, and I was just like, I was just being a dick, and I just smacked the ball away from the face off, <laughs> and like ran after it. And the dude got so pissed off that I like bitched him out while doing that. But he tried hitting me, and I would just keep on pulling up, and he would like keep on falling on his face or falling over the stick. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tony, got anything you want to plug? Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, uh, disregard the initial plugs. Do not follow us on yeah, any social don't, media. Do don't not bring up any, yourself. Don't ask us any more embarrassing stories because we're not going to tell them. I will. Just get like one drink in me. Yeah. All right. Two. Well, it's a beautiful day outside, so I'm going to sit in and play Spider-Man. Tony's probably going to go eat some mall Chinese somewhere. Yeah, you know what? That's a great oh idea. Oh, my God. I had all Chinese yesterday and Chinese for dinner last night. Dude, when you tweeted that you had an announcement one twenty five, I knew exactly what it was. And anybody who didn't is a fucking idiot. I know. And even like someone commented that was like, "Yes, what's the announcement?" And I was like, <laughs> "Damn shit." <laughs> all right, if you're listening to this at this point, you like Tony and I a little too much. Yeah, don't follow us anymore. No, do not follow us on any social media. Listen to this podcast though. Um, we both do not have jobs that we like, and we wanted one day. Uh, make four dollars per time that we have to talk about lisa mattresses yeah um lisa mattresses so lisa if you're listening if you're a person give us a call that was at neurotica the pod neurotica the podcast enjoy your saturday